Scott and Liam versus Evil. How's it going, Liam? How have you been? How have you been? I've been off today. Um, I've had uh, I've been sitting about doing absolutely nothing. Have I said do nothing? I've been doing a couple of things. I've had uh, two coffees, one Red Bull and a caramel iced salted caramel iced latte. Actually, no. Three coffees, two Red Bulls, and a salted caramel ice latte. And do you know what? I don't think there's any effect on me at all. But you see, actually, CBC on, on tubs and stuff, they think that uh, caffeine's got the same effect as, as cocaine does, but it doesn't. That's not true at all. What caffeine kind of does to you is it kind of makes you feel your insides. You know, you can feel your heart and your lungs go wibbly, wobbly, wibbly, wobbly, you know? But I don't think it's affecting me at all. I don't think you can even tell. Hey, tell you what else I've done today? I learned how to play the mouth organ. <laughs> Thanks. Good, eh? That was actually quite well done, eh? I'd love to see you on cocaine with that mouth organ. Yeah, I can feel. I can feel. Um, I can feel my, my fingers beating. <laughs> well, how am I doing? I think I might be dying, and this might be the last episode we ever do. Oh, watch him! <laughs> <laughs> Not genuinely. Like I've already told you the story that I thought I had a heart attack a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, my mum thought I had a heart attack a few weeks ago. Well, it happened again last week. And my body all seized up and I was like, right, I'm definitely on my road out. And in the day we were going to record this, when was it, like last Wednesday? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's something like that, yeah. I was at work and I farted and I sharted. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this definitely knows that your body is shutting down. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, man, I'm definitely, first a heart attack, then muscle spasms. Now I've shat myself at work and then today I nearly took the finger, the top of my finger off. And I think it's basically inevitable that this could be the last episode. If not, then next week will be the last episode, and we'll just keep doing that until I, I drop dead. Easy by the end of summer. Well, that that's basically just how we go for life, though, isn't it? Just keep going until we die. I know, but I'm feeling that death is way closer than it should be. I'm 10, 10 strands of grey hair away from being a registered silver fox. You are letting the fact that you turned 30 this year really get to you. I used to think I'd be yeah. dead by 30 as well, but I'm still here. Ten years later. <laughs> no, it definitely is. And it actually, it plays into this episode as well. Uh, my kind of mental breakdown, which we'll get to. Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 101. I'm Liam. And I am Scott. I was expecting something longer, drawn out, more of a beautiful introduction there. Yeah, no, I'm trying to be more um, precise and to the point. Life's too short to fanny a bit. <laughs> Poignant. Uh, and the movie we're going to talk about today is... Liam's Belter, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I Sell a Dead from 2008, directed by Glenn McQuaid. Now, this is part of my mental breakdown. I thought this movie was something totally different. Did you figure, out, totally what, did you figure out what you thought it was? I, I have figured out okay. what I thought it was. So... I picked this, I saw it in Shudder, uh, and I was like, right, I was busy with stuff, and I was like, right, that's the movie, I remember that being good, it's a, it's an old classic that I think it'll be fun to hear Scott talk about, so I told Scott to watch it, Scott came back, wait, have you seen this before? I said, yes, I've seen it before, he's like, right, okay, keeping his cards close to his chest, obviously did not enjoy it, and then me and Lena sat down to watch it, and I was like, what is Scott talking about? This movie was good. Put it on, and I'm like, I do not remember any of this movie. This is this is like thirty years more modern than the movie I thought it was. 
<laughs> so the movie I thought it was was Birkin Hare from 1972. Uh, like a kind of slightly old hammer one. I remember it being quite dark, quite funny. And because it's old, I thought, right, this will be a laugh just to hear Scott whinge and bitch and moan about how it's not set in the present day. Turns out that accidentally I've actually picked a movie that's well up your street. It's set in the present day. And... Yeah, well, I suppose we'll get to how you feel about it. But it wasn't set in the present day, was it? Uh, well, sorry, it was filmed in the oh, present yeah, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, aye, that makes more sense. It still is kind of a Birkin <laughs> Hare movie, but see if you'd actually even picked the Simon Pegg Birkin Hare movie, I'd have been much more happy with that than this nonsense garbage that you actually picked. At least I picked something that was similar to what my what intention was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I say that this is a five-skull movie on Shudder? Yeah. Right? <laughs> That, that was my first note. This is a five-skull movie. Let's see. <laughs> right, so the synopsis, we'll, play, we'll do the synopsis, then we'll do the trailer. The synopsis is a grave robber reflects in his life of crime. Short, sweet, to the point. Let's play the trailer. Is that the synopsis? That was the synopsis. <laughs> Fuck, Ricky. <laughs> All right, okay, trailer it is. <laughs> so tell me. How did you start out in your life a crime? Willie got me into the trade. I was his apprentice. Grave up? Yeah. Bloody good one too. I need more corpses and I need them now. I don't care where they come from. If the corpse you steal has enough life in it, you can make a killing. We struck gold with the undead. People pay us ten times as much for your more unusual corpse. Trafficking the undead. That's where the real money was. Came across all many of things after that. You had run-ins with a crowd of lunatics called the House of Murphy. I love this trade. If I've learned anything over the years, it's that you never, ever trust a corpse. Joyously ghoulish, fantastic, a must-see film, laugh-out-loud funny, a cult classic in the making. Dominic Monaghan, Larry Fassender, Angus Scrimm, and Ron Perlman, I Sell the Dead. So, Scott, let me hear your opinion on I Sell the Dead, which I do not want on record as being... The belter. Like a typical, <laughs> yeah, a typical pick because I'm going through a breakdown just now. I am possibly dying. This might be the last time you hear my voice. Let's just let's go easy on me that this was an accident. So is that was it a happy accident? Is that free brain to then use that excuse whenever I pick something shite? No, this is the only time this excuse will oh, ever right. be used. So I don't even get be- to use it once. You get to use it once Scott. for both of us. Over a hundred episodes, you have used plenty of excuses for your absolute fucking ridiculousness. Okay. Uh, so, also, I, incidentally, I heard the Mad Max episode today yes. that you done with Duncan, and I heard that you advertised us as a podcast who discuss horror movies with very little to no intelligence. <laughs> I also then went on to, to say that that's not saying about Liam, just about myself. I did clear that uh, up. That that was an extra backtrack that you <laughs> threw in, and I could hear you deciding that I better throw that in in case Liam drop kicks me. I think I, I think I held myself pretty well in that episode. If I, if I do say so myself, the rest of the episode with Duncan was great. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you opened your mouth, uh, I felt my ears bleeding a wee bit. I talk, I put that down to the fact that I'm dying. <laughs> Uh, and not just the sound of your fucking voice, but we'll see. Steve, listeners, this is what I need to put up with all the time. It's 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 shocking. <laughs> right. Anyway, I sell the dead. 
Uh, I do actually quite like Dominic Moynihan, who's in this movie. Yep. Um, I don't actually know where he's from. Britain somewhere? Uh, aye, England. Yeah. Just... Um, it starts off with someone getting their head chopped off. But I was like, can you imagine actually getting your head chopped off? Although, uh, see by... T- two seconds. He's actually, he was born in Berlin. Oh, really? That makes him ten yeah. times more interesting. I think he is still English. He's obviously yeah. moved at a young age, but uh, sorry, he was born born in Berlin. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, somebody gets their head chopped off. And can you imagine actually getting your head chopped off? Although by a guillotine, it's probably the quickest and most effective way, providing the blade was sharp enough. Apparently your head stays awake for like a couple of seconds. Is it all like 20 seconds? It's quite a lot of seconds, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same. if you take the head off a chicken, the body will just run around for ages. Yeah, but I think that's I think seconds. chickens and humans are a bit different though. It, we're the exact same. Okay. We evolved from chicks. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, somebody gets a head cut off. Imagine being in the guillotine though and looking up, knowing that that's coming down. Yeah. No, well, they put your face down though. Aye, but you'd still look up. You've still got eyes that can roll. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I was getting my head chopped off by a guillotine, I'd say, what's your final wish? Pick my head up straight away just so I can see, like, look at everybody. And go rawr, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might as well, eh? Like, get a laugh at it. Uh, right. Well, would anybody else get a laugh at that? <laughs> I don't know, depend. Well, people go to watch it, so they're sick bastards back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, let's talk about Ron Perlman's Irish accent. Surely mine's better than that. <sighs> you're, as far as I remember, your Irish accent isn't actually as bad as your other accents, so. I would be inclined to agree with you there. Every time I think about doing an accent, then I can't get it out, you know? Go for it. I think, uh, let's see, cause it, it, there's two, isn't there? There's the Northern Ireland and then there's Southern Ireland, so it's like Belfast, Dublin. Yeah. Belfast, Dublin. <laughs> Can you say anything other than the place names? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, uh, no, uh, I can't. No, anyway, let's just keep going. Um, Ron, Ron Perlman's uh, Irish accent is questionable. However, yeah. seen him in a Del Toro movie, he can speak Spanish, so he's already better than me at that. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to compare that. myself to Ron Perlman. Like if all the, <laughs> all the actors to compare myself to Ron Perlman's not really the one. I want to say, oh, I wish I was Ron Perlman because even though he's got a, a, a good list of uh, credits to his name, he's quite a big, like stocky, weird-looking fella. The, the best person for you to compare yourself to is probably Clint Howard. Oh come on. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry I'm dying I'm just lashing out at everyone I'm lashing out at all the healthy people that aren't dying Uh, the accents are all over the place I like how quite like a minute into this movie you're already thinking about other things like uh, Von Perlman's Great Spanish as opposed to anything that's actually happening in this film yeah well it's quite a slow start this movie like he begins he's in Dominic Moynihan's in jail and his partner's just had his head cut off so Ron Perlman's the priest who comes to take his story and he starts to tell like his life story how he ended up where he is and it seems it takes bloody forever uh, so it starts off that he gets taken in to be like a grave digger by the partner who's just had his head chopped off when he's a wee boy uh, but trope why is it always smoke machines in graveyards is it like illegal raves that are always happening in graveyards? Why is there always dry ice and smoke machines? Incidentally, an excellent place to host an illegal rave. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> uh, this movie is acted like a stage play. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I got that. I get a whole Mighty Bush vibe. 
from it. Yeah, because there's like animated or computer graphic backgrounds. It's a, there's a lot of blue and green uh, green screen sh- scenes that do you think maybe you know they didn't need to be. But I guess you just didn't find the locations for a graveyard. However, you could find graveyards anywhere. There's one in like every town and everywhere in the whole world. Do you know what I mean? I but do you think you? I don't know what the filming legality is in graveyards, but do you think you'd be allowed to film in every graveyard? Because obviously you'd see names. And people, and people like you wouldn't. Maybe some family members wouldn't want their great grandpa's name shown in a movie about, say, lesbian vampire killers, which this movie reminds me of. Yeah, I suppose maybe that. Okay. Um. Well, they could have made it look better then. I quite liked it. It did take me a while to get used to it. Obviously, a few minutes I realised that this was not the seventies movie yeah. I was thinking of. Uh, not just because Ron Perlman and Dominic Boy from Lost was in it, but I then get quite into the way it looked and the way it was uh, filmed. I thought it was stylistically quite interesting. Like Lesbian Vampire Killers, but actually a wee bit better. Yeah, I, I only ever watched Lesbian Vampire Killers once. I don't know if I enjoyed it or not. Now you probably gave it like a five and hated it a bit. <laughs> Uh, did you recognise the the Willie grave digger the, the, the grave digger whose name was Willie um, as I, opposed to a man who just steals the Willies off the dead <laughs> which there's a, hey, there's a market for that um, <laughs> I think I did but I don't remember but maybe if you tell me who he is I'll be like oh yeah that's right Larry Fessenden who's in like every kind of B movie he was in he was the dad in the mind's eye who also the other bad guy in this? See who the the kind of head of the the family that they meet later on. He was the bad bad supervillain in the mind's eye as well. Mm, I don't didn't notice that. Right, <laughs> uh, young Dominic because obviously it's a flashback. So young Dominic's accent is also shite. Yep. Um, I thought I recognised the wee boy from something else, but I think I googled cast uh, IMDb them, and it's not the person I was thinking of. It's just just a, wee uh, boy. a miscellaneous yeah. wee boy from that hard drive you've got. <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine stealing a body, or having your body stolen. Right, well, what one do you want me to imagine? Um, both. At the same time. No, it's, it's, imagine stealing a body first. Imagine go through the motions, digging down, hitting the, the coffin, and taking the body out. I can't handle smells. Yeah, oh, like, bodies are stinking. Yeah, like no, but even like going empty in the bin, see if I get the whiff of anything that's just not fresh, I start gagging and like really badly. I think if I was in the graveyard grave robbing, the minute I'd get through that casket, I would white in myself and pass out. I could, I could believe, yeah, I could believe that you'd be a terrible grave robber. Yeah, I would be. I'd be aroused the entire time, but <laughs> I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get anywhere far. I, imagine having your body stolen. I guess it's you can't really imagine it. Because, imagine that. Yeah, because you'd be dead. Imagine uh, a loved one getting their body stolen. You would just be constantly thinking, "What are they doing with yeah, it?" Yeah, like I mean, and then you know that it's just a body. Like there's no longer that the person that you knew is no longer there at all. It's just meat and bones, but there's still something weird about it that would you know, start attached to the body. See, my mind would run away with me, and I'd be like, 
I wonder, like, are they uh, are we out to the park with them? Are they staging little plays in their house? They're with definitely my um, dead loved one. No, they're definitely. Uh, I don't even remember the name, and it's it's we've talked about it too many times on this show, and it's the only thing that makes me fucking actually bulk. But what's it? You know, as oh mugging. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I would think. Why else would you steal a body? Mung it. Well, you don't need you don't need to steal a body among you can mung with a body and leave it like just put it back in the casket and nobody needs to know you're there. Like, that's the secret in munging. It's a lot of effort though, isn't it? In and out like a cat. <laughs> well, right, imagine you are the like you are the grave robber. You've took the body, okay. you've got it back home, it's sitting in the chair in your living room. Now you're thinking, right. What am I going to do? What do you do? Put any funny poses. What kind of funny poses? Well, you, like did you ever see that or? that um, picture from like South America, like Puerto Rico or something? And it was like the the gangster who died. He was like nineteen and he was shot to death. And they don't you know how like Catholics will have an open casket and people can come and see them in the living room mm-hmm. like for the last night. Well, this custom is to put their favorite outfit on and put them in a pose. Well, this. Um, Body was sat up with sunglasses on, with his tracksuit on, with his legs crossed, with a big joint in his mouth. <laughs> did you ever see that picture? I did actually. His body just sitting in the living room. <laughs> I didn't know he, he was a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I didn't know that. But that's pretty cool. So what kind of, what would you what would you your dead pose be? Oh, you'd put them into a thriller pose first. Would you take pictures? Am I, is it illegal what I'm doing? Well. I'd, I'd hate to live in a world where what you were doing was legal. I'm all for imagination, but that's that's gone too dark. I probably I probably wouldn't take pictures then because no evidence is you know prove it. Where would you hide? Like you're sitting there, you've put it in a thriller pose. What's that? Oh, somebody's walking up the drive. It's Lauren. She's back from work earlier than anticipated. What do you do with the body? Um, see, this is the thing as well because I, I, you would, you just wouldn't do that game if if Lauren was supposed to be coming home at night. Do you know? These there's games that you play when you know that there's nobody coming home. Like there's, it's not like early. <laughs> like you've got at least twelve to twenty four hours before there's even a chance of early. Um, so I guess if, so great, if, great if, Robin no, is a game to you, Scott. <laughs> I guess I guess if if you were if you were in that situation and you found yourself with the body and someone come up the driveway, I guess you would maybe put it in a position online on the couch, facing the inside of the couch and put a blanket over it and say, oh, put a hat on it and say, oh, Liam uh, came over, he was um, drunk and he found himself in bollock for some reason. <laughs> he <just laughs> fell asleep on the couch. Would you not like, lean over and go, that's all fine and dandy, but why is Liam a 74-year-old woman? <laughs> <laughs> or whoever you had robbed? I would, I, would, I would make it, I would cover it up so that it was plausible. I would probably just start fucking it because you're going to get caught anyway. You may as well get caught doing like you're going to get caught and go to jail for grave robbing. Oh. But people in jail are still going to fuck with you because you're just a grave robber. See if you get caught actually dick inside, gone at it. People in jail think you're a mental case. I'm going to stay away. You're protecting yourself in the long run by fucking the body. <laughs> All right. Um... Or mung it in the living room. And then when she opens the door, just shout surprise. And then elbow drops so it all just splats out all over her. <laughs> Aye, it's like the world's most horrible party popper. <laughs> just surprise. 
all over the front door. The dogs running about with mung juice on it, and like they don't know what they, they don't know what to do. They can't phone the police because they're so mortified and surprised by what's happened. And you just slide on out there, and just let let Lauren clean it up. That is that is it's just too gross. Like it's just the most disgusting thing. <laughs> oh God! Right, um, back back to the movie. Uh, Dominic, a uh, boy from Lost, says. Is this the first time you've paid someone to be alone with a man, Father? And that's a, that's a sad attempt at humour. Crap. <laughs> um, so then we start getting the supernatural coming out. So basically they have taken a body that is wrapped in garlic and with a stake through its heart. So it turns out it's a vampire. Yep. But this movie just changes the rules and what a vampire is. The stake only makes him catatonic. It doesn't actually kill him because they take the stake out and the vampire comes back to life. I thought that was quite interesting though. Yeah, well, it's lying. It's lies. Aye, but how is it lies? Well, because... It's only lies if there are actual vampires that you've seen well, and you aye, know well, that a stake will kill it. Weird thing is, people don't just make stuff up. These other stuff has to have happened. Like, vampires need to, to be somewhat reality. Like, you can't just make stuff up. So how come there's never been an actual vampire found know? in the history of ever? Because some, know, of, some, of, some of the rules have been exaggerated, but... The basics, like, you know, like, um, people who enjoy drinking blood and people who are allergic to the sun hate the smell of garlic. These people exist. <laughs> you know? You find me one person who's allergic to the sun, loves the taste of blood, and hates the smell of garlic, and I'll tell you that vampires exist. Ah, that's, that's probably do- that's doable. There's probably somebody listening to this episode right now who fits that criteria. If it is, email scottandleamversusevil at hotmail.com. I don't want any listener of this show to not like garlic. Garlic's my favourite thing. Yeah. I fucking love a chicken yeah. Kiev. Yeah, garlic is good. So if you email us and say you don't like garlic, we're going to find a way to ban you from listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust people that don't like garlic. What's, there not, what's not to like? You eat it and you taste it for eight days afterwards. It's the, the meal that just keeps on giving. Yeah. I know, I agree with you. I love garlic. It's apparently good for your heart. So I've been hun as a garlic trying to <laughs> kickstart this bad boy <laughs> into life again. Uh, right. Um, so basically, I think we're about halfway. We might even be more than halfway into the movie at this point. And I feel as if it's taken this entire thing to get anywhere. Like, it, it literally is the slowest movie to begin ever. So this time they're, they're digging a grave. It's a frozen grave this time, all right? They spend forever to dig through the frozen ground to eventually get to the coffin. And and he says, do they want the box as well? And the other one goes, yeah, but I'm not carrying it back. So why the fuck did you dig the hole in the first place for then? If you knew <laughs> what the job was and you weren't planning on carrying it all out, what the hell did you do all that digging through the frozen ground for? <sighs> not to mention the fact that they're wearing vests that don't look time relevant. <laughs> I don't even remember what the vest It's just like. like standard vests you would get now at Primark. And they're supposed to be in fucking Victorian London. Don't think so. <laughs> uh, aye, well, what's in the coffin? It's a fucking alien, isn't it? <laughs> That's, I laughed out loud at that bit, but I don't know if it's because, alright, I'm enjoying this movie, or after all the money that they've spent and all the other effects, what the fuck is that alien all about? <laughs> yeah, it's just, like a, it's just a wee cr- shitey rubber crap alien. Ugh. <laughs> It's, it looks like a big version of it. Remember those things you used to get uh, at school? And the wee eggs? It was, 
as yeah. three eggs and apparently if you kept it long enough they would have babies and I've never met anyone who's alien had babies Tiny and babies. yet I still believe that it did have you got pictures to prove it? No, but me, me and uh, a friend from school, uh, Dale, we used to buy, we bought about 12 of them and we put the water on them, put, rubbed two of them together, put another one with the water in it and then wrapped them up in a dish towel and hid them in my, my cupboard in my house. And uh, yeah, uh, one of them replicated. It had an actual little alien baby? Yeah, like, a, like, a, like it grew another one on its back. I don't, I don't believe that happened. Unless there's pictures to prove it, I don't believe. I, I believe that was an urban myth in the playground. That if you rubbed them together, they would have babies. That's like when we were still discovering puberty and what making babies was all about, and we believed that all you to do was rub your back against a lassie's back. <laughs> I don't believe it actually happened, and I believe that you and Dell are fucking liars. Well, Dell doesn't say it happened. So just you? Yeah, but I only said it once, so, just the other night to you, so I... No, it never happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking you, it never happened. <laughs> if anybody out there actually did, like, it did happen, and you have pictures to prove it, then email scotlandleaversus.hotmail.com. It, it didn't even say on like the packet of the wee egg that that was possible. I don't know where that urban legend came from, and this is before social media, and even probably even just before like kind of texting. How did it spread around the whole of wherever these fucking things were on sale that that was how it happened his mental health uh, stuff used to uh, spread isn't it I just assumed that it was an actual white thing maybe it was just Scotland but even still it's still pretty far because uh, it was just it, just this little fucking jelly, jelly rubber alien inside a bit of rubber another bit of goo like uh, slime it, it was probably just the people that made them they going right do you know what this is we've got thousands of these fucking wee things what we got to do why don't we tell them that if we rub them together they'll have babies and if they'll buy loads but how and try it but how do you but how did they get that out there they don't they didn't type it or print it or say it anywhere that it just became word of mouth that people just somehow knew that this was the case they just put out a, a crack team of people with long duffel coats just selling fucking illicit wee aliens in the playground like by the way they'll make babies yeah that, I think that's how I think that's how it happened it's mental. Absolutely crazy. How fast stories like that will travel. Strange, man. Strange. Right, so a guy comes out who's who starts fighting with them over the alien. I think I think he was called for the Smith gang or the Smith family or something like that. He has got This a, is the guy that's the bad guy in the mind's eye. So right. the guy that's injecting himself and like ends up with big pulsating veins. Yeah. In the mind's eye. This is him. Right, okay. Now he's got a current up to date black and grey footballer's tattoo sleeve which is on show because he's got his sleeves rolled up. Do they not care at all about continuity or realism in this movie at all? Maybe it's just meant to be a, a reality that's like a, a parallel dimension. So is it back then? Is it now? Who knows? Is this just a different a different world? That Rick and Morty have went into the world that is modern day, but everything looks like 19 fucking, or 1870. Mm. don't buy it <laughs> now we're back in the pub and we're having an Irish drinking game I cannot place the tone of this movie I think it's supposed to be humour but I feel like the supernatural and I feel like the supernatural nonsense is taking second fiddle <laughs> did you say fiddle because of an Irish bar yeah of course I did <laughs> well done yeah. uh, right so after that we're now on a beach and it's zombies now Oh, we're changing the zombies as well. They're fiery crucifixes. Of course they are. Why not? Technically, the zombies are 
more effective than any zombies in The Walking Dead. I don't. Uh, it's just it's just baiting. That's all that is. <laughs> it is. The zombie. They, they actually look quite good though. Aye, but obviously they're not nowhere near the level of The Walking Dead, but they do look impressive for a movie that I don't think had a whole lot of budget. They probably spent all their budget on Ron Perlman and Boy from Lost and the cast of The Mind's Eye. Yeah. It's the zombies just like fairy crucifixes. There's one hopping about with one leg. The and then there's there's comic book drawings of some scenes, and I think that there's comic book drawings of the um, the box as well. The zombies are kind of trying to make it like creep show. I think again, tone mm-hmm. all over the place. Can't really follow it. There's I, I quite like that comic book thing. Like I can imagine if this and it could have been. I did not do research because I picked the wrong movie. Uh, if this was like a comic series that you would read like kind of mid-teens it would probably be quite fun grave robbers that have to steal aliens and zombies and vampires I, I get I get where the fun interesting originality part of it is it does just seem to fall a bit flat yeah because I think I think the movie's targeted for kind of young adults and older and I think this would be more tone it down ever so slightly and aim it at like kind of 12 to 15 year olds. And I think they've got a hit on their hands as far as comic books go. Mm. Um, I mean, it just, well, certainly I obviously, if that's the age range you think it's the same before, I just, I did not, it just did not sail with me at all. And I think yeah. I've forgotten where what part the zombies were because I'm looking at my notes and actually what I was thinking the zombies were as the as the next part because they're not on the beach yet. Um, so the we've now got a female character introduced um, who's called Fanny, and uh, Arthur is boy from Lost. So Arthur and Fanny are talking about doing the job on the island, and they're in the house, and the rain is hitting the house, but making a tin sound. Did they have tin roofs back then? Don't think so. But maybe in this alternate reality, the all the roofs are made of tin. Mm. Uh, her, her full name is Fanny Briars, and I'd actually wrote that that sounds like a disease. Like, oh, I've got the Fanny Briars. <laughs> For some reason, I actually itched my crotch there. <laughs> but thus implying that I both have a Fanny yeah, and the disease. Fanny Briars. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, do you know what? Calling the female character Fanny is just another sad attempt at humour. Do you know what? Come to think of it, the other guy is called Willie. That's, you know, it's just as bad. Right, so now we've got the creature changing the box. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but yeah. I am giving this movie one more point <laughs> no. than I previously had because of that. No. Right, so <laughs> now we get the creature changed in a box. So this is creep show then. And uh, the Smith family come back, okay? And now this is then this is where the I think the girl she jumps the gun and slits the man's throat. Now this yeah. has been like the only practical effect so far, and it's it is well it done well it is pretty good. But like the fact that this is where the characters are. The thing is, you invite a woman into the mix, she's going to fuck up for you. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> don't quote <Whoa>. me. <laughs> anyway, and this. Do you know what? There were people, people listening to this that the munging thing did not offend them. But that the, did. <laughs> just, talking about fucking the body did not offend them. What you just said there is disgusting <laughs> and sickening. And this, and this uh, outing of the story, the woman does fuck up for them because Willie is saying we don't need to do this job. This isn't our job. We're stealing someone else's job. Let's just walk away. We're not involved. We don't need to be implicated. She jumps the gun, slits his throat, 
I'd totally be on Willie's side in this this argument. Fanny has fucked it for them. <laughs> As it so often does. Yeah. <laughs> so now the I think the box is open at this point and it's like the zombie creature is sounding and acting like an animal. He's doing tumbly monkeys into the cage. What the fuck is this movie? What the fuck is a tumbly monkey? What do you mean it was a tumbly monkey? What is a tumbly monkey? What do you mean it was a tumbly monkey? It's a tumbly monkey. What is a tumbly <laughs> monkey? I don't understand. A tumbly monkey? Is, what do you, a tumbly monkey? What are you saying? <laughs> how do you know what a tumbly monkey is? How how do you think a tumbly monkey is a fucking common saying? <laughs> what is that? What I, what do you call it? Like when you when you put your head down on the ground and you put your back over the top of yourself and you roll over? A forward roll. Yeah, like a forward roll, a tumbly monkey. <laughs> Have you honestly to your entire life thinking the only word for a forward roll is tumbly monkey? A tumbly monkey? That's I don't know why you don't you don't know what this is. People so people it, call it a tumbly monkey. So at the Olympics, at gymnastics, the the judges are literally sitting there going, Oh, that was a great tumbly monkey. Well yeah, because they've got all funny other names for stuff, didn't they? Like um pirouette and jump and stuff. I don't know what what else to say. A pirouette and a jump and a tumbling monkey. You, your hosting of the Olympics is the worst I have ever seen. A tumbling monkey. What do you call it? A, a forward, forward row. What else do you call it? I would always call it a forward row. That's just I don't. Or a, a somersault where I've not left the ground. Mm. Tumbling monkey. I would a real never. Thing. No, tumbling monkey is a real thing. I would never call it a tumbling monkey, Any- especially at this age. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The zombie's doing tumbly monkeys and he rolls out of the cage. Stop, stop saying it. <laughs> Honestly, this is going to be one of those things that I wake up in the middle of the night. Like, all I hear when I wake up in a cold sweat for a nightmare is the phrase horror elements. And now it's going to be horror elements and tumbling monkey. <laughs> it's stop not, saying it. It's not tumbling monkey, it's tumbly. Tumbly monkey. Tumbly monkey. Oh, sorry. There I was actually making you sound slightly more intelligent. How how wrong of me? Tumbly monkey. Tumbly monkey. And do you know what? Uh, it's not even read underlined it on my notes here, so it is a real word. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not tumbly monkey. Is not a real word. No, it's two two real words. No, it's a real word and monkey and a children's word and tumbly. <laughs> tumbly is not a word. Mm. Tumbling monkey would have made sense. No, tumbly. Anyway, It'd still have been childish, but tumbly monkey. Tumbly monkey. <laughs> right, back to the movie. We now get really, really bad CGI to kill the fanny. <laughs> I don't remember what it's like. I don't remember how she dies, but yeah, to us, neither can I. And then my next note is, fuck's sake, this Cornelius has taken about 20 minutes to say his boring-ass speech. Is Cornelius Ron Perlman? No, he's the reverend, uh, he's the he's the minister, or the priest, or the father. Uh, Cornelius must be the head bad guy. Right, okay. Um, so then we get a whole spiel about Valentine's face, who's like a female killer. Who's like, if you look at her face, like it's, it's so ugly that it'll kill you, something along those lines, I think. Or something, some, she covers it with a mask. 
Right. You got a whole spiel about Valentine's face and you don't even get to see it. Then the yeah, two zombies. You... Yeah, there's another one now that somehow got out its lockbox with one foot are quickly eating the Murphys just like that. Oh yeah, they're not called the Smiths, they're called the Murphys. I just thought it was rushed, lazy writing. I would agree with you. I don't remember the the lassie with the face. So that shows how much. Yeah, she, I think she only showed up. At, I think she only showed up at the end on at like the beach when the the guy from the mind's eye, the bad guy from the mind's eye, was there. After you get your throat slit, she was, she had a mask on. Um, I think she threw things. She might have been the one that killed the fanny, but. They, they had a big spiel about how her face is so terrifying or her face is so beautiful. Something along those lines that if you look at it, it, it does something to you. But then they don't I, even show you. I do, I do remember that. She throws like a, a, like a fucking big mad nail yeah, something. thing and it goes it goes through Fanny's yes. head and it has yes. bad CGI. Terrible, I terrible do remember CGI. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're now back in the bar and uh, the barman goes, Get out me bar! Just <laughs> let me go. <laughs> uh, this has obviously been relevant to me because I've I've literally written it phonetically. <laughs> um, did you write Tumbly Monkey phonetically, or did you <laughs> no. just know how to say that? No. Um, so now we're back towards the end of the story, and we're up to date in in uh, the boy from Lost story. He's back uh, in the jail cell telling the father the story. Now at the start we were told that it was Father Murphy. And then we we learned that the the bad guys are also called Murphy, and the this the the, the writing's that lazy, and the story's that shit boring that you don't even care that you've not put two and two together that realise that the father's part of the the bad guys. Um, did you not? Did you not put that together? I didn't care enough to put it together. To be honest with you, I really see, didn't. See when he's constantly asking about the family and the boy for the lost is like, no, that's it. I don't. I didn't really deal with him again. Everyone Perry was constantly no, but you need to tell me what happened to him. I was like, oh, all right, this is he's the head of the family. This is where this is going. Yeah. But I do also get where you just didn't care enough. Yeah. Because by that point, it is like, cool. So this is a movie. Yeah. So um, the boy for lost kills the priest, who, like I say, happens to be the house of Murphy. And then Willie turns up with his head chopped off. Uh, another type of zombie, I guess, holding his cut-off head on his shoulders. Like, why the fuck's he a zombie now? Because he gets killed. And then they try a final scare with Cornelius jumping out the water after he wasn't fully eaten by the zombies. And who put him in the fucking water? And whose fresh parts were left in a trail to Arthur and Willie's house to frame them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, take me down to the plot hole city where the story is shit about Arthur and Willie. Oh, won't you please take me down? I wish you had done that and then played a wee riff in the mouth organ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd been good. That'd been full circle. We could always edit it in if you want to, if you want to give a wee riff for now. Well, do you want me to sing the song again or do you want me just to do it? Just do it, because I'll probably keep all this out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't actually play this thing. Oh, well worth it, well worth it. Yes. Do you have any more notes about this sad excuse for a movie? Right, how about I give my conclusion before you give yours? Okay. Right, this movie is the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I intended to pick. This is not what I wanted you to watch for episode 101. However, I don't think it's that bad a movie. I think it's an acquired taste. Like, I think a lot of people all... 
not be keen on it. The humour falls quite flat at times. The visual style, you know, it's a wee bit like Marmite. I think you'll either really like it or you'll fucking hate it. Uh, I can see the comic book vibe in it. I can see a lot of originality in it. I like the cast. The accents are horrific. The makeup and the practical effects, the visual effects, I thought were really well done. And I, despite this being their own movie, would still give this a three out of five. What? Yeah. That's, well, that's, just, that's enjoyment, a three to five. Three is, I like it. Would I watch it again in a rush? No. But if somebody went, oh, I sell a dead zone and there was nothing else on, I'd watch it again. And I, I, I didn't dislike it anywhere near enough to go, oh, that's a bad movie or that's a two. Uh, I, I'm, I'm right in the middle with this movie. I think it, it has some special qualities and it falls flat in some other ones. And yeah, a three. I've actually thought about my scores. Unlike you, who's about to now give it a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, here we go. My final summation. How the fuck is this a five skull movie? It's a 90-minute film that feels like 140, and that's with 10 minutes of fucking credits. It's a mishmash of tones and themes, and it's got lots of quote-unquote attempts at humour, but none of them really execute. They have dealings with a few supernatural beings and attacks, but hardly any real gore or practical effects. I feel like it was made in a budget due to some of the shots and sets and graphic decisions. It's saving grace it's been made by a team that knows how to make a film look more expensive. An inexperienced group could have made the same movie, but it would have looked way, way cheaper. I do still like Dominic Moynihan, but that does not save this boring pile of shite. It's a fully background material, and it's background on the first watch. One and done for me, I'm afraid. One fanny out of five. One? One. It was nowhere... It was never that bad. Uh, it was... Oh, it was awful. I'll never watch it again. Nah. You might, I might pick it in two weeks. <laughs> by yeah, by accident again. again. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. I was just... Because I took so long to come back to you with my next pick, I was like, fuck, right, I better do it now. And I'm sure I was at work and I was like, hey, what's on Shudder? Oh, shit, that one about the grave robbers? Cool, that'll do. It's only then when we actually sat down and <laughs> just said to Lena, this is not the movie I thought it was. I said, I hope this is good, though, just so I can like pass it off as my pick. Uh, but, well, <laughs> seeing that that wasn't meant to mm. be... Uh, and yet, still, the only thing that angers me about this whole situation is the phrase "tumbly monkey." <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, tumble, I, I don't understand how you could be from Central Scotland and not have heard um, "tumbly monkey" before. Right, if you are listening and you are from Central Scotland, please come out of the group and let us know: Is "tumbly monkey" a phrase? Is it one that you've used? Is it one that you've heard used? Or, like me, do you think that the Scot has had a fall recently? They'll, they'll know. People will get back to us. They'll know. <laughs> uh, so, that was I Sell a Dead. So, it's not one you'd recommend then, Scott? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> do not waste your time. I would say if you like The Mighty Bush and you like Lesbian Vampire Kills then you might take something from this that you enjoy. That might actually make sense because I dislike both of those things. So there you go. There you go. There you go. So we'll take a, a short break and we'll be back to close out the show. Now only dogs will follow me. Is he following? 
I bite at the hand that feeds me, slap at the face that eats me, some kind of animal cannibal made impressions on me. Have we met before? Possibly in Michigan, in some strange department store. been a long time since in fact how long has it been since episode 100 I think it's been, a month yeah it's been about three or four weeks I think yeah. so first off apologies for that life is just flat out just now as a edge ever closer to death and our kind of diaries just aren't syncing up but hopefully this will kick start it again and we'll uh, be able to get back on track so have you been watching anything else in this time we've had apart Scott I have been to the cinema quite a few times um, most recently last night for a secret screening um, I was uh, had my fingers crossed for Doctor Sleep something cool like that uh, it wasn't <laughs> it was a 12A movie about a Pakistani family who suffer racism in Luton in the 80s and the boy finds Bruce Springsteen's uh, music inspiring and uh, writes a couple of stories that sounds like a Strange, strange film. It was, it was good. It was fun to watch. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's movie uh, music is fantastic. It's, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say when it comes out in the movies to go spend money on it. If you've got an unlimited card, go for it. If not, it'll probably jump on Sky pretty quick. So maybe wait for that. Uh, unless you know you can relate to loving Springsteen or you're a Pakistani, uh, perhaps who grew up in the eighties. I don't know. Is that no? I mean, that's obviously that's the demographic, isn't it? The the, the tones, the see the theme. The, the one thing that does get you though, like which is awful, like to watch. There is themes of racism in it, like when the families are, are getting actual racism, like towards them, and it's it's awful, like that anybody actually needs to put up with that. No, like whatever, um, race background, wherever you're from, wherever you are, whoever's treating you differently because you're different. It's and I say different, you're not even different. You're just different from them, and it's like second, and it's and it's a twelve A, so it's not hardcore. The, the kind of racism that's in this movie it's just kind of lightly touched upon like there's horrible things like spray paint on yeah. the walls and um, wee kids pissed through the door like that's disgusting but yeah. to actually to actually have that happen in your own house do you know what I mean it's, it's awful so that's like actually that's real do you know it's in that movie and it is horrible like actual hate towards other people for like no reason yeah. is the worst disgusting. thing there would be having to experience that and then find solace in Bruce Springsteen <laughs> the boss is brilliant don't start yeah. Um, I've never, I've honestly never really been a fan. See, I'm not a massive fan. However, I do know enough songs that when they come on, like the hits were in the movie, so I was getting a bit of goosebumps because you know, like good songs that are born to run, like uh, uh, "Dancing in the Dark." Like, um, in fact, I don't think "Dancing in the Dark" was in it because I think it was set in the eighties, so I don't think that was out at the time. Uh, but. Uh, so you should go see that movie if you like Bruce Springsteen and the one hit song that's in yeah, it yeah. <laughs> but do you know what it was because I didn't know anything about it right because I didn't know anything about it the film's called Blinded by the Light so I'm sitting there like saying so it says inspired by a true story okay that's how it, it starts I'm thinking right and it keeps going through this boy's been writing poems his whole life okay and his friend who's who's not Pakistani who grew up in the same estate as him has got like a like a wham haircut and like the one earring and stuff and he's like saying he's in a band the whole way through and this boy's writing poems and giving him like he's writing the lyrics for his band and I'm thinking right okay so the basic obviously this is going to be 
a hit band. They're going to make it. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, blinded by the light. I'm just singing in my head. I'm thinking, who sings that song? Is, that, is this the band that we're going to see become that? Obviously, no. Bruce Springsteen wrote that song, which is why it's called Blinded by the Light. However, Bruce Springsteen, the, the lyrics were slightly changed and then sung again the year after he released it by Manfred Mann, who do a better version. Yeah. They do a better yeah, version yeah. of it. That's the version people remember. But Springsteen released it slightly differently, like the year before. It's a lot less fun. Um, <laughs> and in my head, I'm trying to sing it the whole way through, and I'm thinking, I don't know who sang that song. But uh, obviously, it was, that's why it's called. It's because Springsteen wrote it. But um, yeah, it turns out the boy only wrote a book, an autobiography of his life and how Springsteen inspired him to. Like, I don't, I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he'd done anything. At the end, of it, it says um, that. Javid went to see Springsteen 105 times. I mean, I guess that's an accomplishment of sorts, I suppose. Yeah, imagine. Because Springsteen plays for like three and a half hours. Imagine sitting through that for 105 times. I know. People say, oh, it's so great, you're getting your money's worth. And yes, you are. And him and his band are fantastic musicians. But I can't imagine, is this with a support band? Because I couldn't imagine sitting anywhere for three and a half hours. No, we we went to see the Mars Volta play Glasgow and said, I love the Mars Volta. And at like the two hour fifty mark, like right, I can't stand any longer. I can't listen to this. I, I have to go, and we just left. Yeah. Because there's only so long you can stand and watch people play music, especially when it's Mars Volta and it's a lot of instrumental and a lot of people just going off on tangents. But three hours for a set, I it's your money's worth. But get me in the seats. Yeah. And get me where a toilet underneath my seat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I'm enjoying that. <laughs> yeah, aye. That's a, that's a long time. But anyway, uh, so that movie I did see. I'm trying to think of other movies that I've seen that would be fitting of this show. I still haven't seen Midsummer yet. It's it's freaking me out that I've not seen it. I think Sunday's going to be the day. Um, hopefully, if, if everything goes to plan, because um, they're not they're not playing it late. They're mm-hmm. playing it. Uh, the 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 last show in each day is ten past eight, and we don't get out work to quarter past eight, and that's if Lauren gets out on time. Um, so we never ever make it. Whereas they do, they can put movies on at nine. They have done it before. I guess it's just because it's a bit longer, I guess. Um, and then I think the ones at the weekend on a Friday and Saturday they're on, but they don't start to 10 to 11, which if you're working the next day is just too late. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's just not all working out. And because we've also planned to go and see Child's Play, but that only stayed in the cinema for like a day and a half. So that's out. <laughs> is the other big cinema in Glasgow? Is that not showing it later than they, the one? No, they, they were. They, they showed it one day we, we were going to go into town to see it and um, I think either I was out late from work or Lauren was out late like too late to even make it to the cinema one uh, the, the big cinema in town I think I'm going to see it on Friday yeah so it will be good uh, if I do I'll just message you just a total spoiler yeah, yeah, just yeah. for a laugh yeah I expect you to do so um, <laughs> I'm trying to think there was if there's any other horrors that came out since the last because I can't think Obviously, Annabelle's out now, which I'm wanting to go and see because it's just got to be generic jump scares, no substance. But sometimes that's good fun. Hey, why are they still making movies for that universe? Oh, I, I don't know. And see when they tried to see the whole the Annabelle one where they tried to put the the nun in the picture, like a hologram in the picture, to say that she was there and they never noticed. And then even the fact that they ran with the nun as a character fucking annoyed me because that was the worst part. Yeah. and I've not even watched that movie it's on Sky I've not even watched it because I don't care there's only three good movies based on nuns in the history of cinema and the nun is not one of them nuns on the run nuns on the run 
Nuns with Guns? Sister Act and Sister Act 2. Right. I have never seen Nuns with Guns. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that was a thing. There are four good films <laughs> related to Nuns in the history of cinema. Yes. I fucking love Nuns in the Run. We should do a special episode of Nuns in the Run. Yeah. Um, what I have been watching... If you say Love Island... <laughs> Uh, I'm just going. I'm going to turn your mic off. Well, obviously, I have been watching Love Island. That's not what I was going to say. Today, I've been uh, binge watching Stranger Things three. I'm three quarters of the way through. How is it? Spoiler free. Remember, it is good. I think it's better than season two. I remember watching season one and thinking, "Wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen." And then, mm-hmm. obviously, they played on the fact that it was popular to get season two on the go. And, I, and when season two came out, and I watched it, and I thought. I remember saying, everything I loved about the kids in season one, I hate about them in season two. They just got like a wee bit more cocky, as if the writers kind of knew what they had got right in the first one, and then they tried to like expand slightly on it in the second one, and I thought, oh, do you know what, you are just annoying me in season two. <laughs> season three, I'm kind of back into liking them again, however, they are just wee pains in the arse, I mean, they just, they love themselves, every single one of those wee fucking bratty actors just love themselves. And I'm just like, oh God, well, why needs to die? Because somebody needs to die. Because do you know what I mean? Like somebody big needs to die. The only person... so you're talking about their, you're talking about their characters dying as opposed to actually wanting the, <laughs> yes, the yes. child actors yes, to of die. Course, of course, the the characters dying. Um, the only I think one of the be- the be- best actor character in it is is continues is who was actually the best in season two and is the best in season three and it's Steve Steve Harrington's fantastic character, um, but also. Um, I, th- I think he's what's his name Darcy Montgomery he plays uh, Billy is the fucking sexiest man alive like and I think he's not a kid he's like 28 I can say he's sexy um, <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up <laughs> yeah. uh, no he's fucking he's super sexy man I'd give it to touch him suck his dick <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so it's, it's a good it's good so I'm three quarters of the way through it um, do you know they're not doing anything slightly different they're expanding the story they, they probably will keep doing this until uh, until they run out of money or they don't get people stop watching it I guess um, I'll see how it ends if it ends with a successful conclusion I'll be happy if it shits the bed and fucks up then I'll just be like oh well that'll be that but what I did get out of it Watching maybe episode three or four, there's a scene where um, Nancy and uh, I forget his name, Charlie Heaton, um, they just walk up to a door. It was just they walked up to a door together, and the way the angles hit them in the face, I just thought, "Wow, movie pitch!" And I put it on Twitter under Scott Lane versus Evil, so it's out there with their names attached to it. Movie pitch, realist, historically accurate Bonnie and Clyde movie starring they two. But. What do you mean, but? Would, well, The High Woman just came out, which is a Bonnie and Clyde Yeah, film. but it's not historically accurate. It's shite. Well, it is historically accurate. No, it's not. everything that happens in it is historically accurate. It's, well, it's not. It is. It, it isn't. It is. How? It isn't. It tells you at the end. Where are you taking your sources from? From all the Bonnie and Clyde books I've read. I'm taking my sources from the last <laughs> podcast on the left, who I trust to have done the research for me. And they said that the Highwayman is not historically accurate. Right, okay. I say it is. Well, but, I think, I but is this not from that. the point of view of the polis? Yeah, it's the point of view from Kevin Costner and Moody House. Yeah, so where the Texas Rangers that get 
like who do actually take out Bonnie and Clyde. I know. So yeah, see that, if, listen, listen, to the, listen to the Bonnie and Clyde episodes for the last podcast in life. Then come back to me, and I'll be halfway through my screenplay for Bonnie and Clyde: The Revenge, and you can then decide if you want to be involved in that or not. Is it called Bonnie and Clyde: The Revenge? Yeah. <laughs> It's a sequel to Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. So, although they die in the first one, they then I take it they come back. That is that's the horror franchise that the world needs. Why has it never been done before? Zombie Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, like like you know, like J- Jason's a one man band. Michael's a one man band. Get a double in there. The only other double you've got is uh, Chucky and and uh, Tiffany, which is shite because you you all know how much I hate fucking Chucky and he's sent the gravity. Get. Yeah, Back from the Dead, Bonnie and Clyde. This is fucking genius. This is actually genius. Just kicking about, Clyde's... just kicking about in modern day, like uh, New York or wherever they're from, modern day America. Just like walking about with Tommy guns. Hey, I'm here. I showed you up, see. And they just like fucking, they're still full of bullet holes, and you know, but still wearing nice suits. But Bonnie and Clyde were small time criminals that actually weren't that good at being criminals and weren't that intelligent so today Jason was just a deformed kid who who wasn't very good at swimming he also went to space Bonnie and Clyde in space I mean you need to wait till you get to like 7th or 8th (laughs) installment but it's doable Bonnie and Clyde in space I would maybe watch I mean you could just take the Bonnie and Clyde story and just make it in space but it's so much better if you actually just make the dead zombie bodies actually go to space somehow but I'm sick of zombie movies, so can there not be something else? Can there not be Not actually zombies, you only call them zombies because they've kind of come back to dead. That's like Jason and Michael aren't zombies, they're supernatural beings, so they're just like making them supernatural beings. But Bonnie and Clyde are both like five foot one, so they're not really scary, ominous uh, entities to come after people. Yeah, but they can't. And also, them. they're not coming after anyone other than. Like bankers and small time business owners. So, unless you're the people you're that banker, need to worry the most because the banks are going tits up, and you know how hard it is to be a small business owner. You've seen how many places shut in the main street these days sandwich shops, hardware shops. All these shops are shutting to big conglomerate online shops. These are the people that are scared anyway. These are the people that nobody cares about anymore, and Bonnie and Clyde's just got to get in and shoot fuck at them. I, but I highly doubt that bankers and small time business owners are. I've got enough of a cinema market there to make your your project worthwhile. How are they not? Because bankers and small town small town uh, business small town business owners are basically you and me. They're the bread and butter of society. <laughs> they're 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 your neighbours. They're your you know. Did you just call me a banker. <laughs> I'm not a fucking banker. Do you know what I mean? I'm a small business owner. <laughs> 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 uh, I think we're going to right. It it could be. And it's a shame that this is finally the first time you've actually done an idea and I've not done what you've done where you go, oh, we always come up with the best ideas. I know, you just shot me down. <laughs> and you take credit for I always, my idea. I always support you in your ideas and you just fucking shoot me right down. <laughs> like the Texas Listen. Rangers shot Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> oh, well, apparently they did, because it's historically well, inaccurate. Did. That's the only bit that's historically accurate. Yeah, fucking shot The Highwayman's a good movie. Uh, I do think you've got something there. Bonnie and Clyde in space got me a bit aroused. Yeah. I like that idea. But I think you could just do that with like a a male and female kind of supernatural monster couple. It doesn't necessarily have to be Bonnie and Clyde. Myra Hindley and Ian Brady in space. That is a terrifying concept. Yeah, but when you start bringing child killing paedophiles into it, it makes it way more terrifying. Yeah, like you don't want to glorify them. You can glorify Bonnie and Clyde. I just make sure they're absolute bastards throughout the whole thing, so you're always wanting them to die. 
and then that actually it'll last nine movies because at the end of like uh, my Rennie and Take Manhattan you're like oh why won't he just die <laughs> and then Ian and Myra go to hell you're like fucking yes that's it they finally did and then they go to space it's and, a weird yeah. franchise man <laughs> and then what's it's, like, a, it's a horrible franchise yeah. actually uh, Myra and Fred and Rose West my, my, my in space they still don't tell you where Keith is <laughs> whoa <laughs> There's a suitcase somewhere that Ian Brady's lawyers are just like saying, no, you can't look at it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if... Anyway, that's for a different... Yeah. <laughs> that's for a different show. Have you been watching uh, anything else? I have been watching, to be honest, all I've watched uh, movies for the 90s because I'm taking part in Duncan's... On the podcast under the stairs, best of 19... Or the 1990s summer series. So I am knighted out my tits. Uh, it's, it was a good uh, year for movies. Uh, a decade lot, for movies. There's a lot of movies that I've actually watched for the first time. Uh, but I don't want to say like, how I feel about them that and give too much away. But there's a movie called Fire in the Sky. Have you yeah, The Aliens, yeah, the true story. Oh, have you seen that? No, I've heard of the story. Oh, it's a very, very good movie. Yeah. And I, I, I'd never even heard it, to be honest. Uh, which I was quite surprised at. Yeah. I'm quite surprised that you'd heard it. Yeah, no, it's a true story. Uh, oh, I love my but, my UFOs. Well, up to date. Ah, oh, true. Well, that's a, that's a good film. Uh, and, yeah, the other ones I can't really talk about because I declare my love for one film in the series and I feel that you should listen to that episode when it comes out, 1993, and find out what movie that is because eventually we'll do a special on it. Okay. And I can't wait. And I'm sure that uh, that was a that was a, a recommendation to myself and the listeners, I believe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I sometimes forget that I'll be listening. I'm mainly just talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, have you watched the Radiohead? Or oh, it's not Radiohead. The new Tom York thing on Netflix. Nope. Uh, Anima. It's him and the director of Boogie Nights, who his name escapes me right now. But. It's only 15 minutes long. It's like a kind of musical... 15 minutes? Yeah, it's like a musical... Do you like Radiohead? No. The, do you like Tom York? No. Then don't bother watching okay. it. It's 15, it's 15 minutes you're not going to enjoy. If you like Radiohead or you like Tom York, then watch it. It's a wee bit like the movie Climax, where it's all synchronised, kind of... Shagging? Uh, no, not shagging, Scott. <laughs> It's like a kind of synchronised choreography that goes through... They play three songs for his new album throughout this 15-minute kind of feature. And it's like they kind of their bodies move to the music. And it's a hard thing to explain, but I really, really liked it. It's a, it's a kind of visual experience. But if you don't like Radiohead and that style of music, then I don't think you're going to take anything from it. So you avoid it because if you watch it and say it's shite, I'll just get annoyed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but if you like Radiohead, give it a, Anima, it's called. It's Anima. on Netflix. Anima, and it's 15 minutes. What, what's 15 minutes? You can't even have a shite in 15 minutes. In fact, watch it when you're having a shite. You're not then avoiding anything else. You're not coming off something else to watch it. Yeah, you're watching it in time that would be wasted otherwise. And see what you think. Okay. 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 
So we will hopefully be back next week or at least more sooner. Yes. Yeah. Frequently is the word I was looking for. Do you know what? He's uh, he's he's been here for 101 episodes, and if you don't know the just be now, then he's a he's a fucking something wrong with you. <laughs> How's that? Can I, take, can I say that to him? Aye, if you want. Okay. Uh, for everyone, I may put up a post about it, but for everyone that's bought a t-shirt, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and we love you for it. There is a delay on it because, as I've said numerous times, I am dying. <laughs> but. They're going to be shipped out, hopefully, by this weekend. Failing that, will be early next week, and I'll throw in loads more extra free stickers just to make up for it. Uh, I'm sorry that they're so late. But again, if you've been with us for 101 episodes, you know how this works. This was your own fault. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> that is Scott. Uh, we're also going to release a second t-shirt it just says the word tumbly monkey on it <laughs> just so everybody you you can only buy it if you understand the phrase tumbly monkey and you have to wear it so everybody else around you knows to avoid you I just don't understand <laughs> I don't understand how you thought it was an actual thing it is <laughs> right so we will be back a uh, Next week or soon with episode 102, which is Scott's pick. I'm going to and, actually um, make a good movie so that if you've watched the movie for these episodes, that you've actually have at least enjoyed like the read the homework for the, the episode. If you don't, you know what I mean. You obviously, in fact, you obviously enjoy our episodes, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. Forget that. I'm going to pick a good movie though. You have said that your last like ten picks and they've just been all right. They've been medium. I don't think you you got a leg to stand on after that shite you just picked. So. Aye, this was an this was an accident. Okay, I, I said I said that for the start. You can't keep bringing this up. Oh. <laughs> it's led to interesting chat, so it was still a good pick. Okay. So we're back with hundred and two. We a pick for Scott that's probably going to be absolutely shite, but at least it will be the shite that he wanted to show you and not accidental shite like <laughs> my pick apparently was. I still give it a three, so uh, do I tell everyone where they can find us? If you're listening to this episode, you already know where to find us. However, if you wish to explain this knowledge to your friends and family, then tell them to look us up at scottandliamversusevil.com, where there is links to all our activity on there. You can find us on Spotify, and you can find us on SoundCloud. You can also search Scott and Liam versus Evil on Google and it will come up with our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. If you are on Facebook, you can search facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Scott and Liam versus Evil and join our expanding community of horror enthusiasts where excellent chat, informed decisions and uh, informed discussions and excellent artwork is shared on a daily basis. Or that? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Brat, brat, brat. What? <laughs> <laughs>
things that are deadly The way I'm drinking you down Like I wanna jump, like I wanna end me Step on the glass, staple your tongue uh, Bury a friend, try to wake up uh, Cannibal class, killing the sun uh, Bury a friend, I wanna end me Why don't you run from me? What?